0: Welcome back, or welcome to the Finding Mastery podcast. I'm Michael Gervais. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Bubs Naturals. Like you, I am mindful about what I put into my body. So for me, it usually comes down to ingredients and simplicity. The shorter the list, the better. And that's why I've been loving Bubs Naturals. Bubs creates products with high quality, all natural ingredients that are designed to help us get after the adventures in life. For years, I've been a huge fan of. Their hydrate or die electrolyte mix. I mean, that's a fun title for a product, isn't it? It only has six total ingredients. It's packed with electrolytes. I love the taste. No added sugar, no artificial flavors, none of that stuff. It's great for post-workout recovery. That's when I use it. And I also use it during long periods of travel, which I've been doing a lot lately. And so thank you for the hydration here. And a ton of athletes that I know swear by them too. They're currently in just about every MLB locker room. They work closely with the Red Sox, the Yankees, I know the Rangers, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, and, and many more, of course. I'd love for you to go check them out. I think they're doing a really nice job. Just head to bubsnaturals.com slash findingmastery and enter the code mastery at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Again, that's bubsnaturals, B-U-B-S naturals, B-U-B-S, naturals Dot com slash Finding Mastery with the code findingmastery for 20% off your first purchase. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Hims. Hims is changing men's health care by providing simple and convenient access to science-informed treatments for erectile dysfunction, ED, hair loss, weight loss, and more. Health struggles like ED are common, but they can be hard to talk about when it comes to finding a solution. That's why Hims has been a game changer for so many men. The entire process is 100% online. And if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and in discreet packaging. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Plus, you can manage your plan directly on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. So if your loved one has been struggling with ED, I really want to encourage you to go check out Hims, And I know ED often has a psychological component as well. So be sure that you're stacking some psychological best practices into your daily routine as well. Start your free online visit today at hymnscom findingmastery Finding Mastery. That's hymns, H-I-M-S dot com slash Finding Mastery for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com findingmastery Finding Mastery. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See himscom slash EOF for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. And this is part two with Pat LaFontaine. And Pat is known as one of, if not the best American born hockey player in the NHL. And we jump right into the conversation about how he trains himself to be present and the way that he works from the inside out and the importance of having awareness of thoughts. So he's a hockey player and he's phenomenal at it. And why pay attention if you don't play hockey? Because all the threads about how to progress to be one's best or to impact others around you to be their best, they're in part one and part two of this conversation. So whatever any of us are doing whatever our craft is or how we spend our time the insights in these two conversations are wonderful and they're repeatable so and and we walk through the story a little bit about why and how he developed a, a a nonprofit to be able to give back to the next generation of kids and so there's we have lots of fun with that so thank you for listening thank you for being part of this conversation hit us up on social media you can find him um uh, on his uh, nonprofit organization is c i 16org You can also find us at Michael Gervais and at Finding Mastery. Okay, all the best. Let's jump right in with Pat. How yeah. do you how do you train? How do you no, train?
1: I'm, I, I'm still learning. I mean, listen, we're we're, yeah. we're 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 brought on this world to you know. Listen, I I feel blessed and I have a tremendous amount of gratitude with you know the upbringing I had. Um, My my wife, my beautiful wife and three kids, uh, great kids and, you know, watching them evolve. And um, I I think you have a a responsibility at the end of the day to have a tremendous amount of gratitude for whatever has been given to you and try to leave this world, hopefully a better place than you found it and try to be an example or a positive example or be responsible to try to set a good example. And someone once told me another th- great thing I live by is, is four. there's only four ways you can change people. You have to love them. You have to support and care for them. You have to be a good example and you have to be patient.
0: Mm. And it's, Where, where it, did you learn this?
1: You know, whether it's through a book or whether it's through a conversation, things that hit me and they, they stick with me. And then I say, you know what? That's really important, and I then I apply it to my own life, and then I try to. You, you, your words have to fit your music, as my dad would always really say. You, you have to walk the walk, and then you realize I have a saying in life that when you think the problem's out there, that's the start of your problem. So my kids would always say to me, <laughs>
0: "Pat, you're you're so rich with these, and you're just dropping them all over the place. These well, are like no, pearls because, of wisdom." Well,
1: no, it's I don't know. If they're and it's, I don't know if I don't look at myself at that in any way because I'm an ongoing it's an ongoing process. It's evolution. But, but there are th- things that stuck with me that were meaningful. And then I applied and then I realized, so I tell my kids, they laugh. I said, you know, they always joke around. I know dad, you've been saying this for years. It's, it's, it's not what's on the outside that counts. It's truly what's on the inside. It's work from the inside out, not the outside in. Mm-hmm. If you think the outside is going to change the inside, you'll never find it. But if you work from the, your inside and realize that's what's where the core that's where the important is the outside really doesn't become as as meaningful it doesn't matter but we're so focused to when you think the problem is out there that's the start of your problem because it's the last person we want to look at is ourselves so when you learn to realize that hey could I have done something different could I have when people become con contemplate themselves and become truly um, self-reflective and objective, you start to realize, I, a lot of this is me. But when you think the problem is out there, it's, it's, you can't change that. You can only love that. You can only be a good example. You can only support and care and you can be patient. Those things are out of your control.
0: And then what do you do for self-reflection or for insight? Like, is this, you said at night and in the mornings, is this writing? Do you sit and listen to your thoughts? Do you, I'm not sure what your unique practice is. And maybe you don't have one. You
1: you have to catch how you talk to yourself.
0: So it's a chronic, a constant, a consistent awareness of your your dialogue. Yeah, it's it's
1: catching yourself going down a road thinking, what am I just doing now? I'm, I've lost the moment. I'm got caught up in my psyche and it's pulling me in a lot of directions. Now sometimes I'll go there because and we all have the voice in the head mm-hmm. and realize that sometimes you got to sit back and just watch it all happen and kind of laugh at it and think, okay, well, all right, now that it's over with and it sounds strange to you, but I think no we're all, we're no all no like- I
0: think it's one of the greatest gifts one of my mentors, um, who was a professor um, in school, said to me is just wink and smile. So when you see these thoughts come by that are disturbing and you don't want (laughs) to just wink and smile, I like that. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because
1: a lot of those thoughts are coming from a subconscious or a psyche that's been—it's almost unresolved. Mm -hmm. Things that are still going on that are unresolved, and and sometimes they might just pop in your head. And um, but but that also can be a positive thing too, depending on you know where it's headed it can run your life, but then you realize we really don't have much control. So if you're conscious of your soul and your spirit about that, you could sit back and watch it all play out and realize you know that's just psyche, that's just what I've lived and try to get in, not in control but try to become conscious of what's going on
0: around you. If there was a couple thoughts that you could go back and install, or maybe you could pay forward some thoughts that you would like to, um, see the next generation have, or I don't, I can't, I don't want to say your kids, cause I know you're training them every day, but like, if you could install a couple thoughts to the next generation and I know this is a weird thought, but what I'm thinking about is that you have great awareness of your inner experience. And as a professional athlete at one time, what were the thoughts that really facilitated you? being able to go for it, being able to, you know, really focus in the moment where you could access your craft and talent. Are there a couple of thoughts that maybe you could pull from your head and your experiences and say, now I, I know that you got to go find your own Mr. and Mrs. or son or, you know, child here and there, but here's the ones that really worked for me. Well, I, to me, I would,
1: I go back to what I said earlier. It, um, you have to have a deep passion yeah. for your craft. Okay, I mean, you—it's got to start. It's got to be pure and authentic. You got to love it, and you're willing to just play at any hour, and you just love what you're doing, whether it's skating or you know hockey-wise. You got to love it. You have to have so much passion for it. Um, then you have to be willing to. I, I always said a lot. So many athletes are visual. So for me, I watched. So I would watch, even. Even to this day, I don't I watch maybe a different differently than I what what makes that person unique and special or what attributes does that player bring that you know really stand out that you think is special? And then you watch and then you try to then apply some of those things or learn or feel what feels good. You so between watching, having a deep passion when you're really, when you're really in the zone, you 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 have to be all there. Like we're we're such a society now where we become robotic in training. Where all right, you're gonna go up there and you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and you're gonna do this. But rarely do we teach reaction. So reaction is when you're a little kid and it's 10 seconds to go and you're Gilaflur or Bobby Orr and you see yourself skating down and making a play and you're out just playing for fun and you're playing shinny. And you, the love of the sport. So, what for me, I, I I I keep saying to parents and stuff, don't don't force it. Mm-hmm. Just make it available. Let it happen. Uh, one of my daughters, she, I, I tell this story. One of my daughters' first grade teachers probably taught me more about coaching than than almost any coach. Although I, the coaches I watched and learned from, the Al Arbor, he's like Vince Lombardi of hockey. I could tell you stories how he pushed the buttons and, and was an amazing mentor and teacher. Uh, T- Ted Nolan was an amazing coach for me. Uh, John Muckler was an amazing statistician coach who knew how to put put me together with a guy like McGillian during Andrew Chuck, Howard Chuck, and those guys during the day. Um, Terry Simpson was a great coach. I was very lucky, but but I guess getting back to what, the teacher said, Was she said, you know, Mr. and Mrs. LaFontaine, your daughter's going to learn how to read and uh, she's going to learn how to read this year. I'm real confident. And I'm thinking, Well, how do you know that? So I said, How would you know? Tell me what you and she said. Well, Mr. and Mrs. LaFontaine, we're going to, I'm going to give her all the tools. We're going to practice every day. I'm going to create an environment where these kids feel really good and supported. And I know it's going to happen. I just can't tell you when. And I thought, it's a great metaphor for life.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: So whether you have your own children and I'm constantly learning, because they say in your life, your children will teach you more than anyone else. If you listen to them <laughs> and they do, <laughs> they do. Cause they see there, they see you. So, so that's been a wonderful thing. But, um, but the thing is, is that they are who they are and you, so you're not wrong to challenge them. But going back to something you had said earlier too, Mike was that you have to be able to create the limits to push, but you, you've got to be extremely careful that you don't break spirit. And so
0: this is ha- back to you when you were y- young, you,
1: you have to know that you know my dad never pushed me in the fact he never said anything other than work on your weaknesses, bring your best effort, work hard, have fun. So he never, never said, you, you need to do this. You didn't play well, but never. He let me come to him. And I think what, what and so when, when people say to me, oh no, you got to drive your kid. I always say, no, your kid needs to drive himself. All you need to be is the, the, the guidance, the love and the support. And you need to be the pat on the back. And, and if he asks you, Talk about energy. Talk about hard work. Talk about
0: you know controllables. And
1: yeah, because at the end of the day, I can tell you this right now, that if somebody's going to make it, it's because truly it's in their soul, it's in their heart, it's in their passion. It's it's it's, it's as much as you want to think you have something to do with it, you really don't. Mm. Um, like I said, I have a great appreciation, tremendous gratitude that people were around me to teach and support and give me the experiences and learn it. Cause you have to have the coaching. You have to have the, all that stuff too. Don't get me wrong. You have yeah. to have that. But at the end of the day, whether you truly make it or not is solely on yourself and inside of you. And that's why very few make it. And you have to have, like I said, huge love, passion for the game. Then you have to be able to have, the right coaching and the right support system.
0: So and you've you've talked a lot about support. Yeah. What about challenge? Did 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 your dad or coaches challenge you?
1: I got challenged as I got older, which was great because I, I think what happens is we're challenging kids too young when they're not ready emotionally and yeah. physically. And that's my point earlier. My point was that you have to be cognizant of the fact that you got to know you got to have a feel for when is the right time to do it because. If you do it to a kid at 12, you might, you might break them. And he's, yeah. You know, I always say this to coaches too. I said, don't, don't break them down if you don't know how to build them up.
0: Yeah. It's an, it's a silly thought, isn't it? We break them down to build them up. But, but they, that to,
1: to me, that has nothing to do with the kid. It has to do with the own coach's personal life. Yeah. Right. Somewhere in his life, whether he, maybe there's a chip on his shoulder or he never felt like he was able to so unfortunately they transfer it into others as though you know this is what you needed this is what i needed i'm going to do it to you because you need this and the reality of it is is nobody needs that at the right time they might need it and it might be the right select person who might be 20 years old or something and is has all the tools but at that moment needs to be pushed but you better know how to push that button and when to push that button because what happens is everybody thinks they should just do it all the time and that's one of the biggest problems in our country is if we don't have a lot of teachers we have a lot of yellers and screamers But we need teachers we need patience we need to be able to create the right environment. Give them all the tools. Practice every day. Have fun. Work hard, and then let things happen.
0: Is there a word or a phrase that guides your life?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say one. I mean, somebody once a good friend of mine told me this. He said he 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 flew a great great buddy of mine flew um, fighter jets, and uh, he. he we're both, you know, so so I ended up doing, by the way, six Ironman oh. in five years.
0: Oh, back to Ironman. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. Finish, and we well, didn't. Finish the reason the joke I, about the, the, reason,
1: the reason why I tell you that yeah. is because this is one of the guys who did it with me. Oh, he did, yeah. And he challenged himself. He was in in the he was in, in the Navy, and we ended up doing this. And so we pushed ourselves and was like, "What are we going to do next? What's the next adventure?" and um, so his wife said to him. He he said, "You know, what is it? That, what's your definition of success? What's your de- definition in life? Like what, you know?" And and somebody might say, "Well, I want to climb Mount Everest, and I want to I want to go do an Ironman, or I want to win a Stanley Cup, or." And his wife said to her, she was, "I just want harmony." And uh, we kind of thought about it for a while. And now looking back at that answer, I think it's a probably right on I mean if if in life if you can get harmony if you can have a balance of of all good things and all bad things and just life I mean if you have an orchestra you have things that are in harmony everything's kind of so if you can find your life where things are kind of evolving but there's a harmony about it where you you don't get too high and you don't get too low but you still experience all those great things but you're continually evolving, continually loving, continually learning, giving. There's a harmony about it. And I think that's something that was really profound. I, I'm learning, still trying to evolve to get to those places, but, um, but I'm enjoying the journey.
0: When when you were in a flow state or the zone or when you were at your best on the ice, were you in harmony then?
1: Yeah, harmony to the point where it was uh, out of body. Like out, you just yeah. did something, you came back to the bench and said, what just happened? <laughs> And, and Those are the moments when you have them. They're 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 only on one hand, maybe two, if you're lucky. Um, it's like the good stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like you hear the movie. Uh, the movie I love yeah. um, Goodwill Hunting. One of my favorite movies. When Robin Williams turns and says, "You know, that's the good stuff. Um, it's the intimate stuff. It's the sacred stuff. It's the things that happen when everything is in harmony."
0: Finding Mastery is brought to you by Apollo Neuro. I am really excited about what Apollo Neuro is building. If you haven't had the chance yet, I highly recommend that you go check out the conversation I had with our co-founder, Dr. David Rabin, on the podcast. It is well worth a listen. Unlike traditional wearables that simply track your biometrics, Apollo's doing it totally differently. Apollo Neuro is designed to actively improve your health by enhancing sleep, relaxation, energy, and focus. So how's it work? Developed by neuroscientists and physicians, Apollo delivers these soothing little vibrations—they call them Apollo vibes—that are like music your body can feel. More rapid vibrations help to improve your energy and focus, while the slower vibrations help to promote rest and digest in your body. And the best part for me? They're grounded in good science. Apollo has been tested by thousands of users in clinical and real-world trials. I would love for you to give it a go. It's making a meaningful difference in my life, and because you're listening to this podcast, you can receive an exclusive 15% off an Apollo wearable. Just head to apoloneuro.com/slash-finding-mastery and use the code Finding Mastery at checkout. This is an exclusive offer. It's only for us here at Finding Mastery, so be sure to use the code at checkout again. That's Apollo, A-P-O-L-L-O, Apollo Neuro, N-E-U-R-O, ApolloNeuro.com slash Finding Mastery or use the code Finding Mastery at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Finding Mastery is brought to you by Cured. If there's one big rock to get into the container when it comes to dialing in your wellness, one thing that stands out among the rest is sleep. Whether it be improved physical health mental health, performance, creativity, quality sleep is the gift that keeps on giving. And I'm sure many of you are familiar with the science that supports that. And if you're struggling with sleep or you just want to dial it in a bit further, Cured's Zen formula it just might be a great solution for you. Zen is a nootropic that is formulated by Cure's very own in-house clinical herbalist, and it contains a blend of reishi mushroom, ashwagandha, chamomile, passionflower, and broad-spectrum CBD. That is a powerhouse combination. Zen could be a great little addition to your bedtime routine. They recommend taking it about 45 minutes before hopping into bed to let the Rishi and ashwagandha and chamomile and the CBD do their thing. So right now, because you're listening to this podcast, Cured is hooking you up with a great offer. You can try Zen for 20% off when you visit Cured Nutrition dot com slash finding mastery and you use the code finding mastery at checkout. That's cured. C U R E D cured nutrition.com slash finding mastery and enter the code finding mastery at checkout to save 20%. Do people know how the people in your life to would they describe you as being deep and rich uh, and now? soulful?
1: Yeah, not always. No. No.
0: Now they would. Now your friends would would capture that.
1: It's cute. It's fun to watch my kids now talk on more of the psych. So what happened when I went through post-concussion syndrome, I got really interested in psychology, understanding what happens in the mind and the brain. And I kind of buried myself in that. And then I became obviously involved in trying to help support it because what I went through and um, it was early on. I was one of the few er, athletes early on.
0: You actually started it like doing some of the research um you were the first at least in the nhl that was so talented that they had to pay attention to what had happened to you
1: well i can say i don't know it was nice it's nice to hear that but the end result was that they missed a diagnosis on me and i played and i shouldn't have been playing and uh, I finally went to the Mayo Clinic, and they looked at me and said, "You know, you have right, you have some swelling in your right frontal lobe. What are you doing playing hockey? Jeez. You know how lucky you are." Yeah. And uh, it's, it's you know, that subsequently, that was my downhill spiral. Not long, you know, after that. But, but did you did to, you get
0: to, worse after that diagnosis? Oh yeah.
1: But uh, the, to the credit of the the league and the Buffalo Sabres at the time, Larry Quinn said, "I want every one of my players." It '96. January he said, I want every one of my players baseline tested for concussion. The National Hockey League said, you know what? We need to do this with all players. So, 1997, we were the, f- I think it was, the f- we ended up having across the board every player being tested baseline testing before the season started. It, it stems back from that situation.
0: Yeah, that's, and that's what I was referring to, that's but you have the nuts and bolts of it, obviously. Um, And you, because of your talent, though they were forced to pay attention, because without you in the game, you were changing the game.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't. I I, I wouldn't look at that because players have been hurt before and things. But I I was, I was fortunate that they, that the Sabers grabbed it first. There you go. And then put a spotlight on, said we can't have this happen again. Like it could have been tragic that you know five neurologists and neurosurgeons and neuropsychologists all said to me, you know how lucky if you would have been hit, if you would have hit a heart concussion while you had this, there's chances you would have had permanent problems, issues. You wouldn't be playing. And I felt, wow. And I think that was taken to heart. And then they said, we got to do something. So something like this doesn't happen again. And to the credit of everybody, we took a situation and, and grew from it, learned from it. And we're still evolving we're so much better off from where we were and we still have a ways to go but but at least at least that's a situation that could have been tragic but we turned into a positive to help others and to me that's a big metaphor for my life we all get knocked down the book companions and courage i wrote was you know you all get we all get knocked down in life it's okay to be down it's okay to stay there don't stay there too long and then learn from it hopefully rise up pull you, pull yourself back up and take with what you went through and maybe inspire others to do the same. If we can all live that kind of, whether it's everyday life or whether it's something big, I had five of my friends this year go through cancer. Five of my buddies ages 53 to 57. And I'm like, Whoa, what's going on? Knock on wood. Thank God they're all doing well, but my father-in-law used to tell me a story. He's like, yeah, I'm getting in my seventies and now all my friends are getting sick. And I'm thinking, this was happening in the fifties. Uh-huh. So life is uh, precious and life is uh, fast. And in the big scheme of things, we get all worried about all these things, but in the, the history of the future and the universe, we are all little specks.
0: And you, you have real clarity about the the fragility of life and the preciousness of now and your whole, this whole conversation has been organized around, um, the spark and the ignition to follow your passion and to do so in a way that you're driving for improvement. And you have a support system around you. That's allowed you to do that. And this is your model that I think you're giving your family and loved ones as well, and then, um, set set goals that are, uh, appropriately. And challenging for for the person at that time, you know, for college for you at that time, and then um, keep looking to grow once you get to those arenas. And a la your speech to the young men that are just arriving in the NHL, like congratulations. I don't want to dismiss that, but can you now be consistent in both your mindset and your playset? And then can you do that every day? And and then what you're I hear you saying is that you you basically lost everything because you lost, I don't want to sound rude, but you lost your mind, Yeah. right? I, you didn't lose like all your finances and your loved ones, but you lost your mind is, um, it sounds harsh to say, but I, that is part of the post-concussion syndrome. Going through multiple head
1: injuries. If you have enough of them and, and, yeah, the accumulative effect over a period of time is it's post-concussion syndrome, which in many ways is, you know, you look at PDSD and, you know, all the post-traumatic stress and, um, you go through a depressive time and an emotional time and yes.
0: And then, so then you've come through that to say, okay, listen, uh, life is really fragile and let's work on being as present and consistently present as we can. Maybe looking for more harmony in life as opposed to um, acc- acclaim and riches and fame or I know that. No, you're not interested in caught those, up but in the melodrama of every day. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's a
1: very good picture. And, 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 and it's an evolved picture and it's a, ever growing, conscious, loving, you know, life moments. And I don't think I had that perspective and I would never have had that perspective without sport, without challenge, without, um, injury, without experience, uh, without all of those things. I think at the end of the day, and I say this, you know, when your time machine goes off, you know, what's it all about? And if you look at it from that perspective, it, it's why acquire all these things? Why have all these things if you're not supposed to to give back or serve in the end? So so I I, joke, I say to people, you, when your time machine goes off, it's when you look in the mirror and you say, okay, enough. But well, what am I supposed to do? What's my purpose? And I think if we get, when you do get there and everybody's different, somebody might be 70, somebody might be 26, somebody might be... You have a clarity of of a sense of purpose in life. All of these experiences have brought me, and everything I've tried to learn, and everything I've gone through, has brought me to this moment, this point. And then I think it's 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 to give back in one day, to make it better, to is, would share you, those. Is
0: that your purpose now? Is that what's driving you? Well, the Companions and Courage Foundation. Yeah. Um, T- tell I, us more about that. So so it was
1: actually meeting some wonderful kids during my playing days and when I was injured I had my knee reconstructed in 1993 and uh, my wife Mary Beth said uh, it was the first time I was ever missing a whole year of hockey so I was kind of in a very uh, uncharted uh, ch- charted territory I've never missed a year of hockey since I was seven years old and she jokingly said, well, you know, I'm sure there's something you're supposed to learn from this. This is why it happened. And I got started getting letters to go visit kids at the hospital. And I had always been involved in the charities. And the, the Islanders always set a great example. The players there, the Bobby Nystroms and the Clark Gillies and uh, the, all of those guys, you know, always got involved in the community. And it, just to wear the jersey didn't, was one thing, to be an Islander, you had to be involved in the community. And they set a great example for a young player like myself. So so I was involved Um In charities before, my grandmother died of leukemia. My other grandmother had arthritis, so I was helping them. And it was more surface because it's the right thing to do. But until I had my injury, I was getting letters, and I went to visit these very amazing, courageous kids, companions in courage, because I was finding out that these kids who were going through these difficult life illnesses and life-threatening illnesses ended up being the courage that kept their whole family they were the ones that were going through it, but then their courage was the one that was keeping everybody strong. I thought there was something really special about that. It was very innocent because as you get older, you become more vulnerable when you're near a child. You, so there was this innocence and this courage about them and then this amazing inspiration to keeping everybody around them, but yet they're the ones that are going through it. So one of the kids I met was Robert Schweigler, and um, he was in isolation. And I tell the story because it was a moment that, ignited something in me and I'll never forget it so we would play video games and he was in Buffalo he was at Roswell Park in a, on the ninth floor in um, isolation and I was asked to go see him and he and I started to develop a relationship and we would play Sega video games and I was always the Islanders of the, of the Rangers and he was always the Sabres and I tied him once but I would go two three days a week and we would laugh and we'd play games and he would smile and we'd talk and became my friend and maybe three or four months later I was walking out and one taking off my cap and we'd have this, you know, I just got off my crutches and I got to know Robert. I'm thinking my injury, talk about trivial. This is nothing. It's it's a knee. Robert's fighting for his life and talk about perspective. So we uh, talk about this, but he, um, I was leaving and the, the nurse said to me, she said.
0: Where do you feel this now? Well, if you're it's talking, an emotional thing for me. Because, where in your body do you feel it?
1: Um, well, it, it's a heartfelt thing because Robert was a special kid. And um, so she grabbed my arm and I said, she said, thank you for coming. And uh, I said, you know what? Robert's my friend, so at least I could do. We were having fun playing games, and she squeezed tighter, and she looked me in the eyes, and she said, you don't get it. And I said, what do you mean? She starts to cry, and she says, it's the only time he smiles. So, truth, that hit me because I thought, I thought he smiled all the time. I thought Robert was like this all the time. And then I went home and I'm thinking 24 seven, it's one of the only times this young boy smiles is when he's playing games and having fun. So so what I decided, I thought was, you know, holy, you know, he's 12 years old. So I got Robert to some games, I got him wearing a mask. I'll never forget his dad carried him, and he's become a little frail and we got him, did a Make-A-Wish. and. So I only know Robert's smiling. I got pictures of Robert Mm -hmm. smiling, having joyful times. And his mom and dad remember that. Robert passed about about six months after that. And um, so Robert's inspiration helped uh, along with Angela and Eric, who we lost. Angela, who's had um, she had um, spinal meningitis and I met her when she lost both her legs and one of her arms. And now she's you know, Mary driving a car and, and another girl who wasn't supposed to be here, uh, Jessica and doctor stands. And the reason why is doctor on two or three occasions has said to me, there's no medical explanation why this child is here today. We can't tell you. Well, to me, that's, that's motivation. That's why we do it. But then we also do it in memory of the inspiration of kids who had great courage so we created the Companions and Courage Foundation in honor of the inspirational children who are showing courage every day and inspiring people around them so that we could create a room where they can escape to and just be kid and laugh and smile. And the walls change colors, ceiling tiles change colors. There's a,
0: so there's a place, there's a facility. So we built rooms called the lion's dens.
1: And then we not only did that, Mike helped us build Mike Allen, Mike Allen. We did 400 kiosks that were mobile units for guys, kids like Robert that we could wheel into their rooms and Microsoft created the first private online gaming network so that all the kids in the lion's dens and all the kids with the kiosk could play games and talk to each other. And um,
0: like Xbox, Xbox. Yeah.
1: And so they, these became safe havens. When you sat down, you saw the colors, wow. the kiosks rolled in. So we had 400 of those in 80 different children's hospitals. So to this day, and we're still building them. The National Hockey League became a partner. Cisco became a partner. partner. Microsoft was a partner. DuPont's been a partner. Um, so we have almost 20 rooms, and we touch about 50,000 kids a year that are connected with children's hospital or lines in rooms. Companions and courage, or these kiosks that we do, and it's all because really of some really courageous kids that that inspired me when I played and taught me what what courage was really all about. So, so when I tell you about purpose and service, is that there's people around you all the time that touch you and inspire you, and we're just conduits. We're spokes in the wheels, but we're just conduits. So you said filter conduit. You know the, that inspiration passes through you, and and and. You you're touched by it and then well, what can I do to maybe and so I know I know I still speak to Robert's parents. This mm. is years later, it's ninety six. And um I'm sorry, this was ninety-four. Eric my friend Eric passed away in ninety-six. These amazing children um still live on in their memory and their and, and so so you know what when when you go through I have knock on wood, three Healthy, wonderful children. I'm so blessed. And my wife, wonderful wife, they're ha- happy and healthy. Both of my daughters decided to go into early childhood special needs teaching. One of them's here in the city and one of them's out Long Island. And I look at them and they have a passion to help these kids. And it's like, it's so honorable. Like, so, you know, we get caught up in the melodrama of life and just turn on the TV and look where, and other countries, and I mean, we think we have struggles. It's all perspective, you know. We're all caught up in the daily melodrama of a lot of stuff that's really doesn't matter. And I say that because it's, it's. I'm always learning. I'm always evolving. Um, I, I, my your experiences um, can either teach you, define you, how you choose to deal with them. Ultimately, becomes. I think the character at the end of the day, if the person you become or who
0: you are, um, but I think it's an evol- it's constantly evolving. Finding mastery is brought to you by AG one. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, what a big supporter I am of AG one. And it's almost been for a decade now. So I love what they're doing. I, it's something I drink just about every day. And part of their marketing slogan is that it's a nutritional insurance program. And like, I just, I love that. That's the way it feels for me. And that's because each serving of AG1 delivers a dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and so much more. It is a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I like to take it first thing in the morning, which is also recommended for optimal nutrient absorption. So what I do is I just fill up my shaker, add some cold water, a scoop of AG1, and a little squeeze of lemon. I shake it up and I'm ready to go. Or if I'm in a rush or you know I'm, I'm ripping and running on the road, I just grab an AG1 travel pack to take with me. I feel great after drinking it, not only because of the nutritional insurance idea, but there's just a, there's a sustenance that happens when I drink it. And I love recommending it to friends and family because I know AG1 is formulated with science-informed rigor and the highest quality in mind. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why I've loved partnering with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, I want to encourage you to give AG1 a try and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and also get five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com findingmastery. Again, that's drinkag1.com findingmastery. Finding Master is brought to you by AquaTrue. We all know how important hydration is to performance and recovery and well-being, but it's not just about how much you drink. The quality of your water plays a big role. And if you're like me and you don't fully trust tap water, and I think for good reason, research by the Environmental Working Group has shown that three out of four homes in the U.S. have harmful contaminants in tap water. That's why I'm really excited to introduce AquaTrue. Their purifiers use a four stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. It's incredible. I can literally taste the difference in my water. Plus, the filters are affordable and long lasting. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That adds up to less than three cents per bottle. It feels great to know that. All at once, I'm saving money, getting the highest quality water for the Finding Mastery team, and helping make a positive impact on the environment by eliminating single-use plastics all the way around. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it even makes a great gift. And right now, because you're a Finding Mastery listener, you receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. So just go to AquaTrue.com. You spell it A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code Finding Mastery at checkout. Again, that's aquatrue.com. Enter the Finding Mastery code at checkout to receive 20% off any purifier that you buy there.
1: I love watching and great examples of people who, um, who inspire and try to make a difference in this world because uh, to me, that's the ultimate. It's not about, you know, one of the things I think about is just leadership. I mean, we, you know, I, I just, we need more leadership. And it's a concern of mine where, you know, it's great that we've evolved in culture so that so many things have evolved. I'm getting political, but um, somehow we have to figure out a way to come together mm-hmm. and because we're we're we're, we're a ways apart. And um, we all, it's good to have our thoughts. It's good to have um, our beliefs but somehow in that belief system, we have to figure out a way that we all come together to make it better. And, and it's the only way things get better. They have to learn to accept. That's another word I, I live by. Acceptance is probably one of the hardest words in anything in life. Truly, truly accept. We wanna change. Someone told me a great line. You know, women spend most of their time in the marriage trying to change the man. And men spend most of the time in marriage wishing their wives never changed. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and, and so I laughed that, you know, here we are, we're such a society that wants to control to wants control to, everything. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the real, the real secret is, is letting go and letting go of the control. And, and, but with all that, letting go of control, you need positive leaders to, to pull people together and pull things together to lead them in a direction where, um, it, it's good for everybody. There is, there is solutions out there. you know. We get caught up in the details and all the things when if we're all trying to make it better and we all agree, how do we make it better? Well, we make it better by coming together. We make it better by sharing these things, by respect. So I always tell, if you're going to be successful in life, you have to have all the same principles. So all the same principles in, in life create success in anything you do. Anything you do, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a coach, whether you're a politician, whether you're you run a company, if you don't have yeah, basic they, they thread re- all the th- all respect, respect, trust, loyalty, commitment, sacrifice, all that stuff. If you don't have that as your thread. I don't know how you be. I don't know how you can become successful. And we've lost
0: trust. Yeah. Well, what seems to me is that um, you can get it quickly, but it's not sustainable.
1: Sustain that. You just nailed it. Yeah, sustain. Yeah. Everybody wants that quick
0: blip yeah. push and they're yeah. willing
1: to spend anything for that big rush. You
0: can, you can spend it or cheat your way there, lie your way there, manipulate your way there, but it's not sustainable. That's, if you lie to yourself and cheat yourself, it's not sustainable either. Yeah.
1: I said, if you can't keep a promise to yourself, who can you keep one to?
0: That's it. And yeah. if,
1: if you, if you have values and one, I love the one quote, even, uh, the quote, Rob Roy uh, in the movie, Rob Roy with Liam Neeson, when he said something like, you know, <laughs> honor is no man can take away and no man can change honor is a gift a man gives to himself and and um to me i love the the word noble being honorable principles in life and i just think we that's our fa- that has to go back to the fabric it's a fabric that intertwines anything that's ever been successful as we had basic trust and respect and I think, I was listening, We I know we're getting off tub, subject a little bit, but Paul Ryan said something really interesting in uh, 60 Minutes. He said, you know, we used to be a society that could sit at a table and we could disagree with somebody and be respected because respect was in the room. Today, if you disagree with somebody, well, you're a bad person, you're a bad guy or a bad woman, You, you know, you disagree with me, so you, you know.
0: And, and that when, that's where, almost a form of disrespect now if you disagree which, so, which is which where,
1: where did that happen like why can't we sit in a room and say you know what i never thought about your perspective on that help me understand no you know what i can see what you're saying now maybe i i tend to disagree but i understand why you would think that way well you know what now you have a relationship because but what happens is we, we keep tearing down relationships and breaking relationships and we now when we do get a leader, sometimes we don't let the leader lead, and or we're going to try to tear him down. I, I thought a uh, laugh about. I don't mean to get into politics, but what president said the bipartisan system would fail? George Washington. Yeah, that's right. And I'm not to say right that,
0: from the get-go. And, and,
1: and, and I think it comes down to unless there's somebody regulating or governing, and have a, a, a basic principles of fairness and how you, we have to. That would ignite each party to be try to to work towards being better, but if you don't have those regulations or governance or some kind of commission to oversee that makes sure that those standards are in place to allow each other to push each other. Yeah, because what now we pull each other down.
0: Yeah, because what we're seeing right now in modern times for in politics is that we're not competing well. They're competing to tear each other down as opposed to competing together to be able to, you know, a a rising tide floats all boats, you know, which is the greatest spirit of competitiveness.
1: And JFK said that, and I just did a, now you're going to laugh at this. So we just did in my summit, the paper that we had, we used ships because there were rising tides. Floats all
0: boats. Yeah.
1: said. Right. A rising tide lifts all ships.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And why
1: we did that was because these were stakeholders in the game. So the, the irony that you just said that I knew JFK was the one who did it. Yeah. So we changed boats to ships. Nice. Yeah. There you so go. There's another, uh, we are where we're supposed to be at the moment.
0: <laughs> okay. So where can people find out more about you?
1: Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty private. I mm-hmm. do like my private life. Um, even though I had a public career, um, Companions Encourage. Yeah. Uh CIC16.org. They okay. can read about the foundation and the book. Um, I'm in the process of writing another book. Um, and all the proceeds go to the charity. I actually make a California red wine also, a Pinot Noir. Really good too. My, they my serve f- it here in the city, Long Island. Uh what what is it? It's called Pinot Line. You can go to Pinoline.com. Pinot Line. Yeah, so S- three monkeys. I uh, was, you've probably heard of Three Monkeys Wine. Yes, so yes. I, I partnered with Frank Belize and Three Monkeys and the group there, uh, Jamie and those guys. Uh, Jim Johnson, my buddy who runs the foundation, Companions of Courage, uh, knew him. And I've always had a passion I wanted to do. Uh, I've always wanted to, I've been putting wine away for my kids when they were born, the year they were born, 1990. I have a Chateau Montrose for my, my daughter, Sarah. I have a 92 and a 95. So I've been fascinated by the evolution of, of wine and in a bottle. And so I, I use the word evolve a lot evolution. So I, I always told Frank, I, I've always wanted to do a Pinot Noir. You guys don't have Pinot. Let's can we, so I planted the seed years ago and he came to me about four years ago. Cause we're on our third vintage, actually going to be on our fourth. Wh- where? Uh, yeah. Russian river. Okay. C- oh, California. You are. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so originally we had three monkeys. So see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Yep. So I put hockey helmets on the monkeys <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I went and blended the wine and worked with the winemaker and tasted. it. I said, this is really good. They're going to laugh at uh,
0: me. I, my favorite wine is Pinot Noir. And so I'm going to go check it out for sure.
1: Well, if you go on Pinot Line, you can buy you, there's you can, Okay. So at the end of the day, I said, they're going to laugh at this label. And I said, what if we put the label on the back and the ch- talk about the charity? So on the back, it talks about the charity. And then there's the three monkeys with the hockey helmets and number 16, the monkey in the middle, no pun intended. (laughs) That was, that was my, my role. So anything three in hockey is, you know, the production line, the gag line. So i call it penal line. And I put the red line in hockey with the face off circle. My initials are, (laughs) PL, so I wrote, I I write Pinot Line, Russian River and it's a double entendre on the whole thing, red line, red wine, you know but it has outside of my wife and children, uh, it has three of my passions in life, it has winemaking it has charity uh, building the rooms for the kids and it has the game of hockey associated so it's a hat trick of passion in a bottle
0: (laughs) I love it. So Pat, I hope that people listening will go support the line, support your charity, you know, and um, I'm walking away from this conversation feeling as though the world is better because you're in it and because of the work that you've put in to go through and be a conduit or and or filter to be able to experience the dark side, fight your way through it, surrender your way through it, you know, let go to come through and um, what you're give how you're giving back, is um, soulfully beautiful. So I, I want to thank you for the conversation, and it's a pleasure to meet you, oh,
1: Mike. I enjoyed it. I think it's wonderful that you're sharing the stories of so many people, and that for the listeners out there, um, they can hopefully take what they really like and learn from it and evolve and or apply it. Um, what a great uh, platform for you! Congratulations. And I, I meet a lot of people, and I say this in, in sincerity. The, the depths of consciousness of listening uh you, you you're a master at that
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you and that's uh that, that's not said lightly so i appreciate it okay so um let's 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 do this again at some point in the future uh, i'm looking forward to to knowing you more and pass this forward to to folks that are listening so thank you pass it forward is
1: good thank you
0: thank you All right. Thank you so much for diving into another episode of Finding Mastery with us. Our team loves creating this podcast and sharing these conversations with you. We really appreciate you being part of this community. And if you're enjoying the show, the easiest no-cost way to support is to hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening. Also, if you haven't already, please consider dropping us a review on Apple or Spotify. We are incredibly grateful for the support and feedback. If you're looking for even more insights, we have a newsletter we send out every Wednesday. Punch over to findingmastery.com slash newsletter to sign up. This show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors and we take our recommendations seriously and the team is very thoughtful about making sure we love and endorse every product you hear on the show. If you want to check out any of our sponsor offers you heard about in this episode, you can find those deals at findingmastery.com slash sponsors. And remember, No one does it alone. The door here at Finding Mastery is always open to those looking to explore the edges and the reaches of their potential so that they can help others do the same. So join our community, share your favorite episode with a friend and let us know how we can continue to show up for you. Lastly, as a quick reminder, information in this podcast and from any material on the Finding Mastery website and social channels is for information purposes only. If you're looking for meaningful support, which we all need, one of the best things you can do is to talk to a licensed professional. So seek assistance from your healthcare providers. Again, a sincere thank you for listening. Until next episode, be well, think well, and keep exploring.